mighty senses tingling. He's the host that even though he helps you troubleshoot new equipment, he makes you feel like a dollard. He's slim. He's the return. This is the Paper Cake Show, episode 252. Welcome back to the show. Papercake.com, three BFFs get together for a book club. Maybe a rebirth. A company. We talk about a certain book that week. This week, we're going big for DC. The first two weeks of rebirth. And then we'll read your letters for them gangsters. to tape well, for the show. This for criminals, but they the ones who wrote the law. You know, I, I've been gone for what feels like an eternity on the show, if I can be honest with you. How good does it feel on the side of the table, too? feels like I was on my own personal extended hiatus, but it's good to be back. Yeah, seeing the two of you right in front of me. You felt the sun shine on your face. You walked amongst the people. It was gorgeous, be honest. Jonesy's boyish good looks, his hair slicked back, you know, like he just sucked someone's blood outside of his home. Uh, we have we have uh, we have fun together. We have three official living hosts of the show. I'm one of them. There are two other ones. There's a VP of merch. He's in charge of all the show merchandise, you know, promotions, you know, bowling alleys. He's in bowling alleys handing out flyers about the show. Welcome back, Dale underscore A. Feels great to be back. Uh, you know, just yet another episode, 252. Here we are. Peppered in with, you know, special episodes here and there. Feels so good to be mired into the in the nausea inducing basement where uh, nature's miracle mixes with cat pee on a nightly basis so I could try to live down here and record my show on my ungrateful cats. Just blatantly start peeing on the tile floor. And uh, I don't know what to do anymore. At my wit's end. And boy, an extended hiatus, huh? I'll tell you what. You know what you should do? Blatantly. You know those cats. Just peeing. Those cats. Blatantly pissing on the tile floor. There's only one recourse for these cats. That's for you to drop trow and take a pee on them. Oh, my God. You know? That'll, that'll learn them real fast. I think you're probably on, onto something. It's like rubbing their I mean, nose that's in. What they, that's what they teach you in PetSmart cat training classes. Page one. That's right out of the cat training handbook. Pee on them. Mm. Everyone has seen that page. Space facts here. Meanwhile, the, uh, the bergamot-flavored Bath and Body Works flavor infuser 
over here. <laughs> Feet from my nose. I mean, bergamot. Wow. Nature's miracle and cat urine. Jonesy loves beer. Your thoughts? Uh, sorry, I'm just gonna stir myself from horrified silence uh, for a second. Uh, I tried to check out mentally when I heard about you urinating on your own pets. Jensen, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is the food chain. You got to show them who's boss. It, I mean, my that's only, page two. Listen, Jonesy, my only this clear. Is, this is the kind of comedy he get. I mean, he comes back from three weeks off. The guy's on top of it, Jonesy. Yeah, he's just pouncing, <laughs> pouncing like a cat who has just been peed on. You know, <laughs> pouncing towards your genitalia. Like a, I'm like a, po- I'm like a puma. Yeah, that's how it happens. Well, the let's mo- introduce the, the final host. We got we got to stay most on. dangerous of meat eating cats. <laughs> <laughs> we got to stay on course here. Final living host, Vampiro. He's been called on the streets when people see him rustling about in the shadows, doing <laughs> but you know karate to his victims. But you know, like when his one of his neighbor kids like catch him freshly feeding, like you know, like his fingers are like still enlarged and his fingernails are grotesque. His jaw is his jaw is like you know extended out. His his teeth are pushing out like he's just been pre or post coital vampire. I just binge on the last person uh, to throw their football in my backyard. So the kid is just too terrified to say anything, and nobody will believe him when he does speak. So Jonesy loves beer. Welcome back to the show. Starts eating an apple in front of him and his mom. Like he's just one of the regular neighbors. Uh, thank you for having me back. It's always magical when one host leaves and we're all three of us back together in one, you know, digital room. Just it flies. I'm just happy to be a part of it. Yeah, it feels like we're flying oh, right yeah. now, high above the and, city, like uh, with my vampiro powers. Just yeah, I can, I can, I can smell the vampiric strength. That you're emanating. But I do want to say, I want to make one special mention. We're doing the first two weeks of Rebirth comic books. This week is our book club. It's a very special book club. Mm. You know, there's, there's, there's something in the air about Rebirth right now. We want to be a part of it. And it's Cappy. We're going to talk about, uh, was it five books for the first few weeks? DC Universe Rebirth and the rest. And, uh, but there's one special thing we should call out. You know, we have a Patreon. We don't mention it a whole lot. It's just there if people want to support us. That's cool. But I, I think it's worth mentioning that we're using brand new uh, soundboards tonight. Hmm. Audio interfaces, if you want to get geeky about it. And those are paid for by our listeners. So I thought that was pretty cool to mention. Yeah, this is this is like really special. I mean, this is hopefully, you know, tonight is obviously a test run. So if the audio sounds like garbage, we will fix it in post or next Maybe. week's post. But the fact that we have this new streamlined equipment, uh, this is fantastic, and this is all thanks yeah. to the folks who just you know decide to uh, to back our uh, our Patreon account, and they are amazing mm-hmm. forever for that. You know, I'd, amazing forever. I, I wouldn't call myself a technophobe per se, uh, but I have you know very limited understanding about how technology works. But I will say it's cut my setup time in half. So thank you to all your Patreon supporters out there who have encouraged even more of my laziness by not having to haul out that heavy A Behringer board and six cables and never get right the first time. 
So yeah. thanks for making my spoilers, life a little easier. Uh, spoilers, Jonesy was so excited to get out there and feed last week <laughs> that he uh, left his audio recording after the show and just recorded, what was that? 60 62 hours, hours of, uh, of just whatever was going of on. Of House there. Loves House. Beer audio. I mean, I wouldn't mind actually just kind of listening to that one day. <laughs> it's like at the end of a ghost hunt where you have to go through all the evidence and find anything <laughs> right. that's worth keeping. It could, be, it could be 10 seconds of audio in three days worth of recording. I feel, right, but you have to get through it all. A lot of it was probably my youngest son screeching and my older son trying to match that screech decibel for mm-hmm. decibel. I mean, that's got to be 60 of the 62 hours, I feel like. Uh, really big episode. Should we should we hop right into the rebirth? I, I don't think we should. I want to give a special paper keg recognition to one of the hosts. Uh-oh. Okay? You know, we all, sometimes we do a health check, you know? Usually it's slim shaming us for not being healthy. I mean, let's, let's put, you know, part the kimono and call it what it mm-hmm. is. But, uh, Dale but underscore only shaming a, by reminding. Uh, yeah, you not. know, I, I mean, it's not... <laughs> It's totally validated shaming. It's not like we're undeserving Thank of you. the shame. Uh, just, you know, it doesn't need to be metered out. You know what I mean? Uh, anyway, <laughs> Dale underscore A, uh, our dear friend, been on the elliptical almost three weeks solid now. He's looking great, losing that face weight, and he's about to take your local area by storm with his mm. slimmed appearance. And I want to say congratulations. Well deserved. Kudos. Well, uh, you know, serious note. Thank you, guys. I'm trying to uh, behave myself in spite of Wilmington, Delaware's Greek Fest week, and uh, my mother uh, having leftover Spanish food, and she invited us over for dinner. Other than Goodness. that, uh, yeah, I've, I'm trying. Thank you. I'm trying to get this blood pressure in check before I end up being some sort of uh, alpha tester for some new, uh, you know, way to use a pig's heart in a human body because (laughs) mine is just trashed by the time I'm 36 years old in six months. I I will say, do what I did, just leave food behind altogether and just drink blood and you'll be fine. (laughs) Now, how much, Dale, you know, we have a big trip Coming up soon, so I think September, we're taking some time off to, you know, the three of us are getting together. We're going to, you know, look into each other's hearts, reflect on our lives, and we're probably going to be doing some, some you know, some adventuring in the mountains, the wilderness. Yeah? Are you going to be, is this is this preparation for our, for our, the Paper Keg Personal Reflection Tour 2016, Q316? Yeah, this is definitely me trying to get my endurance up. I may not look like a million bucks, but I intend to be able to take those trails like a million bucks. I want to be out. I want to be able to get out there and speak complete sentences with complete words, <laughs> and also climb in my kayak, paddle the lakes, and uh, you know any treks up mountains to get those dynamite views. I want my heart mm. to be able to take it. Mm. I want my uh, legs. And my feet to stop feeling like I've been walking on broken glass, like I'm trying to pass the blue belt in Taekwondo. Uh, like, <laughs> you know, whenever I take my my vigorous walks outside at work now, I feel like my feet, my bottom of my feet are just hot charcoal. I mean, I just, I don't understand it. 
So I'm just trying to toughen it all up. Like I, I like my feet have been working in a factory all their life. You know. Oh my god. I don't want to ruin the ch- the, the the opportunity of uh, of us being able to zen completely out. Mm-hmm. I was kind of trying to make this a positive uh, thing on the show, but thanks for taking it back down to broken feet. Well, this is. This is. I don't want it to be some scenario where I end up belly up on some trail somewhere and you guys are needing to uh, find Keep help them. for the biggest member of the party. Well, we'll just make uh, a fire to, uh, lost. My, and my foot's hanging off uh, by a thread like Sid Vicious. <laughs> you know, depending on how long we're, just a reminder, rebirth, right after this <laughs> segment, right now, weeks one and two, we're going to be up in the mountains. We'll have no service. I'll have my camera. That does, that's not going to get us 911. We'll be up in the mountains for so long that we'll be cutting you open, a la Luke, in Empire, just trying to, to keep body and soul together. We'll probably be eating your butt cheeks day two right, yeah. to keep body and mind together. If like in that, that movie, started. Alive. I don't know how to start a fire. I, I'll be honest. Jonesy, weren't you in the Cub I can't, Boy Scouts? I can start a fire from scratch. That's one thing I do remember. And knots. I was always good at knots. Let's get into Rebirth. What What's happening in the world of DC Comics with Rebirth, Jonesy, please? So, you know the Flash, right? Turns out he's once again somehow super important to the universe. Uh, you know, in the new 52, uh, old-fashioned Wally West, you know, didn't appear. And Wally West was the second, third Flash. I think it was Jay Garrick, Barry Allen... And Wally West, Flash number three, Kid Flash. He's got Flash somewhere in the name. And, you know, the Flashpoint uh, started the new 52 five years ago, four years ago. And in the rebirth, we find that someone, you know, to be named, manipulated the entire DCU to remove a decade. Uh, And their strategy was to uh, take away 10 years of relationships, essentially, uh, to unbind uh, these human tethers that had been tied between the heroes of uh, the DCU. So now Wally West, who is one with the Speed Force and has been kept alive by the Speed Force purportedly has uh, now arrived uh, taking this moment to come back and try to tell the world that hey something's wrong there was a universe before the Flashpoint and we need to get back to there we need to put right what Barry Allen put wrong five years ago because there's a being out there Manipulating the entire events, and we're led to believe. Shall I spoil the ending of the rebirth issue, or no? I think I think he should. I think he should. Uh, you know, Wally, of course, thinks you know who's got the greatest mind in the DCU that could you know figure this out. Uh, so you know, obviously, Batman is the answer. The world's greatest detective, world's greatest mystery. Batman, you know, senses his senses kick in. His bat senses. And somebody's left him a clue in the Batcave wall, and it's the blood drop pin of the Watchman. And over the uh, the background, we we are 
to recall the final lines of Watchmen, the original series, and nothing really ends. Adrian, fade to black. DC reborn. Earth, rebirth. Just 400 times as better than as our first episode on the new equipment. Let's just play this audio. Earth Rebirth. I think it was the original title of TC uh, Industry. Re-Earth, maybe. Re-Earth. Earth again. So the first, the first, the whole rebirth thing kicked off with this, with this issue. And I actually really loved it. And I guess that maybe that's like the goal to get people to read DC again that maybe stopped for whatever reason. But I thought it was really fun. And I thought the Flashpoint callback was really smart. Like the, it's almost like the reverse flashpoint mm-hmm. where the other flash comes back and says that this world isn't right, Bruce, and you need to remember what happened. And then I actually would have been fine with just that being the issue. And then they threw in the Watchmen thing that I was like, well, that's kind of nutty. Yeah, the whole, whole <laughs> issue was <laughs> like the pacing was so cool and the fact that all right, five years ago, they everything Flashpoint, which was just going to be you know uh, a summer event, is re-engineered to be this thing that kicks off a whole line wipe and relaunch, right? But they think to go back, and Wally West is like, whatever you've been basically whatever you've been reading the last five years was not natural. It's bunk, and what. And is an effect of something being tampered with. So, like, there's the fact that obviously something was tampered with in the New 52 because Barry Allen tried to prevent his mother from being murdered, and that messed with the timeline. But he's saying that that should have never happened, and something else had something to do with, with the Flashpoint being corrupt. And that, I mean, that was just a cool concept because obviously it, it ties back into Flashpoint, which was the end of the old continuity for, uh, if that's what you want to call it. And they're bringing everything back to that again. And just the, I mean, the first splash page where Wally West is there for the first time in five years, I got, I got tingles and I don't even miss Wally West. But I know he hasn't been there. I think that for me the the part i liked the most was uh you know the end of watchmen dr manhattan pretty much decides that the you know the human race is doomed and he's no longer going to be part of it and he kind of blinks out of our existence to go kind of play somewhere else and the fact that he kind of landed in dcu proper and decided to toy with it you know, and gave us the new 52, I think is great. But 
I don't know if everyone's going to accept the fact that, you know, this has been going on the whole time. You know what I mean? To kind of shoehorn in the Watchmen mythology to this mm. this rebirth. I, I don't know if there's going to be pushback. I, and it, it's strange that I should even care because, I, honestly, I, I don't read DC enough to be so emotionally invested. But I read the book and said, this is going to be a cool story. Though, I, you know, I love the Watchmen. And then immediately I was like, but all I could think about was the DC fanboy pushback. And that's sad. That's a th- sad part that my mind strays there. It is. The... I mean, but the issue as a whole was just, like, it just made complete sense. Yeah, I agree. Like, for something as wacky (laughs) as a corrupted Flashpoint and Wally West trying to get people to remember, like, his his way of uh, explaining the entire thing to somebody who might have, might not have any, any idea was fantastic. And for people who've been reading the whole time, the sense of symmetry is really good. Like, really good. It's It feels like a bookend. Like, if Barry Allen started this volume of books, Wally West is now the on the opposite end of the bookend, finishing this volume. I mean, it's, it, it's really, really good. It was a really good issue to kick off and a it, big event. And even more so than uh, Wally trying to uh, finally like bring make things right by hunting down linda his girlfriend like even more than that it was barry allen to actually fix everything when he potentially other than dr manhattan now that we find out since he's the one that like kicked off the flashpoint to begin with to to have him be the one to fix everything and remember wally because he's been forgotten about for five years, was the greatest feeling in the world when they finally got to be like in each other's arms and hug each other. Yeah, when he says, and I'm not emotionally invested in these two characters, not one iota, but I mean, when they hug and he's like, Wally West, how could I ever forget you? Like, it turned my heart light on a little bit. Now, up the dim switch. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to go to the spe- the store and buy the special bulbs, heart bulbs for that. But once you do, I mean, that dim switch works. Perfect. Ordered them right on Amazon. They came two days with Prime. I screwed them yeah. right in, and then okay. you know I used my you know a rocker switch, not even the pull chain, because I need it quicker. You, you know, if you spent thirty five dollars, you could have had that same day delivery mm-hmm. right to your door before nine p.m. Yeah. FYI. How important is your heart light is the question you need to ask yourself. That's the question I think most people should ask themselves at the end of the day. How important is your heart light and how it affects others' heart lights? And and even if you need your heart light same day out here in my neck of the woods, you don't get a same day from Amazon. You got to uh, go to the Home Depot and they probably won't have it there. <laughs> same day you drive somewhere. <laughs> I bet Dino <laughs> does though. Dino's, Dino's Pizza Pharmacy Dojo and Heart Lights. I like how uh, the, I mean, it was an 80-page fantastic story, but they pulled in so many corners of the DCU to cover, and just to make sure they, like, covered all their bases. Like, there's one one or two panels with uh, Swamp Thing and Constantine talking mm. about Abby, and mm. so many other little pieces of, um, like, New 52 continuity that they're they touched upon just to get everybody like caught up on the same page 
and like all they're all going to set us off like little ducklings into this into this pool of uh rebirth together the the i liked how and i didn't catch it at first because i'm not a huge dc lore fan but they did a lot of homages to watchmen and crisis and i think flashpoint uh, across the issue but i'm really curious and how they're going to continue this story across the dcu proper like how are they going to reveal uh, dr manhattan you know is that gonna is that gonna have to wait until another event or does that take place in one of the big books it just feels like right. I don't know how they're going to do it. I feel like they might just have to wait until the next event. Yeah, you know, we're about to get into the supporting issues uh, that came out this week. And it's difficult to get that same... It's not as evocative as this main issue. And to your point, Slim, none of these first issues really refer to the rebirth issue at all. So it's. I was looking for a connective tissue to kind of support this Watchmen story, and I didn't get it. Yeah, and I think it. You would assume as a reader that if you were reading, and I guess to be fair, these are like the one shots that kick off the series, so they're kind of like zero issues. But they have the rebirth branding, so you would think like, oh, I gotta get Batman. I can't wait to see how this moves on mm-hmm. with the Watchmen pin, but it doesn't really happen at all. And the Batman stuff was kind of. I mean, I we've been reading Batman, or at least I have been, and I think Batman might have been the first one, but that was like a mega departure from what DC Universe Rebirth was all about. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, we could, and we could actually probably bridge over to that. Uh, just when I want to put in my thoughts of the uh, the last page with Batman in the Batcave with the the Watchman with the comedian pin, it was just like I audibly said, like what, like. If they can make it work, great for storytelling. But it was—it's just so—it was so weird to me because, like, the before Watchmen miniseries was was a was a thing because it was just like prequels, the prequel of the Watchmen before the the main series. But the Watchmen almost seems untouchable in a way, like, and and that's probably because there's so much. Um, uh, mystique around it that it maybe it shouldn't be touched, and maybe that's the problem and maybe it can be touched freely, but it, it it was so random, like especially as somebody is so precise as Dr. Manhattan. And maybe that's not the case because it's a, it's a comedian pin, but what's a comedian pin doing in the back cave? Like if is Dr. Manhattan wanting to be fig find found out, I guess we have to tune in and see. Well, I, I, I mean, it's obvious that that part of the story was not, so much storytelling as much as it was let's put an OS moment mm-hmm. into a book and you know that you know understandably they want more people than just the core fans to read so you want the most recognizable part of the Watchmen to be in those final pages I mean that's that's more marketing and editorial I think than any part of a good story beat that someone's writing Mm-hmm. But now I'd like just to see them explain their way out of it. I think it, you have to wait a year. More probably. apropos would have been yeah. like the Doctor Manhattan symbol, like etched right. into. But who's going to know even, that to mean Doctor Manhattan if you're not a comic book fan? Why not? Yeah. No, you're I think right. probably even more recognizable with that than would be the Doctor Manhattan thong. 
probably <laughs> hanging up on a pole inside a blue, of uh, Just a, the, uh, like a uh, oil painting of his big blue dong from the movie probably would have been the most thing to get people involved in the book. Mm-hmm. The gamma irradiated penis. <laughs> <laughs> Batman Rebirth is kicking off the new series, not with Scott Snyder, which I think it's Tom King and... Is it James Tinian co-writing that as well? Does anybody remember? I think it's James Tinian the fourth. James Tinian the fourth and Tom <laughs> King, who I'm not super familiar with. Tom King, to be honest, that feels like a writer, like a novelist name. Mm-hmm. Like this is how out of it I am. But uh, Snyder is going to take over All Star Batman, but I think it's going to be mm-hmm. in two months' time, July yeah, maybe. I think so. Yeah. So so Batman opens up. They're kind of like I guess all these rebirths are are the zero issues to get you acquainted. It's like a it's spanning the old series into the new one to kind of bridge them bridge the gap and get you acquainted with the characters. And I guess Bruce is regaining access to his fortune. It doesn't really matter why he didn't have it before to to the reader right now. Right. And there's also a younger kid who is a Robin. His name's Duke, I think. And this is like their bond growing or some such. I don't I don't Is he Batwing? I feel like was he the character from the Batwing series and now he's been kind of shoehorned into the regular title? I think he was the he was the son of a couple and maybe the father worked at Wayne and got mixed up into one of the villains storylines and then he i think bruce felt responsible some such so similar to how most robins get started kind of but he's not right he's like bat boy he has like a bat symbol on his armor uh, they don't really say i mean i think he 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 did have a costume in the batman series he showed up a few times he was like a robin there was a group of robins in the town that kind of did their own thing and he was one of them Mm. and I don't know this one. I honestly, I felt like Cal- Calendar Man was a weird choice. Like, if you're you're starting a series from scratch, why would you tell a story that spans an entire year? <laughs> like, you just killed I, a year. It was so janky feeling. Like, if I just walk in and I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to start reading Batman now. This was not the story. Like I, it was too confusing. The fact that maybe it spanned a year, or what's time just jumping ahead? Like was Calendar Man playing with time? I didn't understand any of it. I, I had to I ask just, uh, before I forget. Did Jim Lee do the character designs this time around? Yeah, I think he did again. Because this bat suit stinks. Well, actually, no. The the bat suit in particular, I think, was a Capullo at the end of the last run. The, the yellow outline. He did the Batman and costume. Maybe it's only Capullo that can pull it off because I didn't think it was. I thought it was lacking in this issue. I just honestly, I just couldn't get over it. the time aspect. Just really annoyed me. <laughs> I just I couldn't like you're starting from scratch. You want to then you're doing a year. Like you're telling a year story in one issue. Let's slow down a little bit. And the ending I thought was kind of weird. Like it's just a vague beginnings ending. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're working together. We need to get better. I don't know. I I, I mean I'm David Finch is going to be drawing the series proper. So, you know I'm I'm still going to read the the official number one issue. But for a, a zero issue, I didn't think it was that hot. And how disturbing! I never knew the fact that Calendar Man molts like a bird. 
Or yeah, a lizard. Either. This might and be new the most continuity. disturbing image in comicdom, even worse than Cross, was uh, a young, fresh calendar man uh, uh, pulling himself, birthing himself out of the old husk of a long, old, skin dead fall or winter calendar man. It was like, it was something out of a Pink the Wall movie or something. <laughs> it was crazy. And that's where that maybe that's where they got the name Rebirth from this issue. Like, let's call the whole run Rebirth. This scene is so great. He's coming out of his own mouth. <laughs> just like we did with Flashpoint, and we just turned out and we kicked off a whole new line with it. <laughs> uh, I think but maybe that's enough. I don't know how much we want to dwell on the Batman stinker yeah, issue. Batman but was kind of a stinker. Uh, shall green... we move on to the Superman stinker then? Or. <laughs> Well, hold on. Maybe, maybe, maybe to to wash out the stink out of our mouth. Let's talk about the Green Arrow issue, okay? Which I thought was mm, grazie, yeah, perfect. I th- I love the Green Arrow issue. I, I don't give a crap about Green Arrow, but I love that issue. I think out of the five books, besides if you take Rebirth away, Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Batman, Superman, this was the best offering of the four by far. Uh, I love because I, I I mean beyond watching the show Arrow, I really don't know much about where he's been in the old or new continuity. I just know the show universe. So to kind of see him as this guy who has this general disdain, uh, disdain for being a billionaire, and he's more at home shooting arrows at people is a like an angle that I don't know about the character that I was very intrigued by. You know, his relationship with the Black Canary I thought was, like, really great. And, you know, the cliffhangers that are about to kiss, and even though I don't know their relationship, I felt like that was a big nod to the fans. And even though I wasn't in on it, I, even I appreciated it because I thought it, the issue was so well-written. The art was amazing in that issue. I loved whatever they were doing. It was like... Most are semi-sketchy, like almost like a sketch look, but the colors in that thing was it was absolutely fantastic. Otto Schmidt. The detail on his the, compound bow I thought yeah. was incredible. The he, only, felt like a, he felt like a tamer Matteo Scalera mm, from Black Science. Okay. Yeah, you might, you're on to something there, I think. Um, the only thing that I was, I mean, it's, it's super nitpicky, but... I always got the feeling, maybe because of his facial hair, that Oliver Queen was an older man. But I got the feeling that even in Rebirth, this guy was a young guy. He even said, I'm young. No, I don't. I mean, that holds. I don't know what kind of water that holds. Like, if they're playing with time in this Rebirth, or they're just launching. They're just launching right from the end of Flashpoint. Like, does this tie. Does this go bookends with the end of Flashpoint? Like, I, th- I think. I, you're right. He always seemed like kind of an older man, like an well, experienced man. He was a member man. of like the JSA, and that's like yeah, the old like uh, what's yeah. his name, Alan Green Lantern and uh, Hawkman, and kind of like these heroes past. I feel like they're not starting from Flashpoint here. I f- I feel like they're not. I, th- I just, for lack of a better phrase, I think they're ignoring New Fifty Two. Okay. Whatever happened with with Green Hour, okay. because they even like gloss over it they kind of reference even year one green arrow that was really good remember when he was like a rich playboy jerk and he got dropped off at that island and he had to become green arrow 
to, to survive. And yeah, remember he had to like use the uh, the island. Was he neat. references it. Yeah, he used part of the ship, like the railing, and he made his first bow and stuff like that. I, what was that? Mm-hmm. The, was that the Longbow Hunters that we read that was good? Was that what it was called? It was just Green Arrow Year One, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that it was interesting that they referenced that. Like they referenced all the good things about Green Arrow. They referenced mm-hmm. or the famous things, like his sidekick was addicted to heroin. Oh my gosh, what a low blow, huh? <laughs> it was really a low blow, super low blow. Um, she was yeah, uh, she was, was constantly other than the fact now I they probably wanted to drive home Green Arrow's character and how he's always been she was always throwing in his face uh you know Tom Cruise style cocktail about how rich he was and how he can't see you know the forest through the trees and what's he know about uh poverty being the original rich chick kind of thing but <laughs> it was a good it was a great story great comic book story I noticed he's in Seattle now. I thought he was in his own DC city. Yeah, I think it's Star City. Star City, not not anymore. He's just in Seattle now. Yeah. I wonder if there's no more. Maybe there is no Maybe Star it's City. Q three sixteen for him, and he's trying to find himself a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Extended hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> also, I thought I forgot. I took I uh, shockingly took a little bit of notes, but he referred to himself as a social justice warrior. I thought that was yeah. a very pointed decision, uh-huh. uh, yeah. but it 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 was very pointed. But he was doing like literal social justice, like he was looking after the homeless. Pretty much, mm-hmm. it was not like social justice warriors now are just referred to people on the internet, and it's used as a pejorative pejorative for those people. Whereas for him, it was more literal, which I thought was interesting, but. I thought it was great. I can't wait for that series to start. I hope it's the same creative team. Yeah, agree. Yeah, I, I might I, actually be a Green Arrow reader based on that first issue. Yeah, if the, if the same team holds and this Otto Schmidt guy is uh, on art. Guys, I am branching out. I'm a fan of Phantom X now. I'm going to read Green Arrow. You know, blowing all the doors Should, off. Maybe we'll save Superman for the last one, but what about Green Lantern's Rebirth? That was the other book Poop. that came out this week. Did you just say poop? <laughs> I might. Have, <laughs> my gosh. I might have started to say poop lanterns. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> the one of my questions, like Green Lantern, is always on my radar. I love Green Lantern. I love the concept. With like, there was no straight up Green Lantern title in the Rebirth launch, relaunch, and that that was wacky to me. Super wacky. Do we do we know that there isn't one coming? I think yeah, Hal I Jordan and the none. Green Lantern Corps is coming in, in July as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps is a mm-hmm. title, I think. So this one uh, pits basically uh, Earth. There's usually only two lanterns per sector in the galaxies of the, of the unlimited whatever you call it out there. And for some reason, Universe. Earth's sectors... Uh, the the lanterns and the guardians are choosing more than two, and there's two lanterns specifically. One is named uh, Baz, and he I remember him from when I nearly stopped. I think he was in the first ten issues or so of the the real uh, the new fifty two, and then I kind of petered out of Green Lantern. The uh, the girl I 
I'm not familiar with. I'm not saying she hasn't been around. I'm just not familiar with her. And basically, it's like a um, a forced Tango and Cash kind of partnership. Hal Jordan is like Alpha Green Lantern for Earth's sector. And Hal Jordan gets them together to test them real quick. They've been Green Lanterns for literally weeks. And he says, I'm going to be off-site. I'm going to be working far, far away. I need you guys to work together to to protect Earth. And something is happening. There's more Green Lanterns in the Earth sector than anywhere else. You guys need to learn to work together. And uh, that's what the, the setup to the series is. So there's a lot of... Um, you know, these one Green Lantern knows the other Green Lantern better, you know, better is a better Green Lantern than the other. So they're obviously going to have some clashes. And that's going to be the setup for the book, I think. I liked it. Hmm. But I like, maybe it's because I like the Green Lantern mythos. But I'm not opposed to having these, uh, you know, Greenhorn Green Lanterns that are uh, new to the game. If if Hal Jordan shows up enough or the Green Lantern mythos that I know and love show up enough, I think I'd be okay reading more of this. It's a it's certainly a an acquired taste because you're expecting you want your Superman, you want your Flash, you want everything. Where's your Green where's your just your Green your Hal Jordan? But that's not what you're getting at least in this. And uh it's going to be it's going to be interesting. But if it's written right, it could be written very well. See, there's where I disagree. I don't think this issue was written well at all. And I don't mean that... I'm not saying the dialogue was bad. It just it felt like it was trying so hard to not be Green Lantern. I mean, Green Lantern are space cops, right? Who kind of have like the, you know, yeah. we're on the ground and Superman's at 100 feet. You know, Green Lantern's at 10,000 feet, you know, cruising galactic threats and instead to your i mean to your point we're getting kind of like a forced tango and cash and then, but instead of 45s they have green lantern rings and i don't know if that's i, I guess uh, in my opinion that story is very hackneyed i think where it shines is giving these green lanterns like very modern and specific personalities you know a guy is uh hard on his luck you know accused of a crime he's trying to rehabilitate you know, you have a a very young modern woman who has very modern problems. I think she's a, I don't know what the, the name of it is, but she's afraid of a crowd. Like, she doesn't want to go out and deal with people, and now she's got to save them. So, like, the, those are the, the most interesting cogs in the wheel. But I felt, as a total package, it was extremely lacking on what I thought Green Lantern should be. But it was, I mean, it's just a zero issue, right? And you never get much meat in a zero issue to begin with. True. That's what, I gave it a long leash because of that. The only thing I can, I I don't care for a Green Lantern Corps or anything, honestly. It's just not for me. But the only time I hearken back to a Green Lantern memory is when millions of people were killed in his city. And he said to Superman, don't worry, you know. Go take care of yourself, Clark. We got this. And he waves to him over the ash of his entire city. As he's dismantling Engine City bolt by bolt with his Green Lantern (laughs) ring. Green Lantern screwdriver that he's turning. What a zilch in that run. Oh, my God. Big oil pan. 
underneath of Engine City <laughs> yeah. collecting. I can all make the a hand. I can make a fishbowl. I can make a screw. I can make a Phillips head and flathead screwdriver. Uh, uh, let's see the final one: Superman Rebirth. This is the big one. This is the zero issue to the series that I have the highest of expectations for. Jonesy giving the thumbs down. This is the the official Jonesy thumbs down. Wow. Now the the the, the zero issue for this one's a little strange because this is obviously what we talked about. Uh, bridging the gap between the last series and the new one. <laughs> and to save some time for those that didn't read the last series, new pre the regular Superman before the New 52 has been hiding out in the New 52 with Lois and his son. He's kind of, you know, he has a beard. He's hanging out in the wilderness, Q316, 24-7 oh for, for that family. Oh, God. And somehow a Superman villain finds him and brings the new 52 younger Superman there and he dies. And I think Superman has Clark. New has 52 to Superman himself. dies. New 52 Superman dies. And the regular Superman reveals himself. Listen to, to how to you have to speak the, to describe this I, issue. <laughs> but just, they're Only getting be- this out of the way. Hold on a second. Yeah. This is, they're trying their best to, to get you to understand why you're in this place now. Because, you know, you can't just say, oh, okay, Superman's a father now, I guess. I mean, most people will probably say that and be okay with it. But this is this is trying to tell the story of how older Superman decides to come out of the wilderness and be Superman again. And, and I didn't think it was a perfect I didn't think it was a perfect issue. I'm not gonna say it was great, but I thought it was good enough to get us ready for the issue number one that I'm dying to read. And I'm gonna say coming off of uh, you know, five straight episodes of the reign of the Superman. I thought this issue was amazing. I loved this issue. Uh, I didn't know anything. I was able to get enough out of this uh, setup issue that new 52 Superman died. Old fit. Old 52, whatever, old 52 Superman. Like, Like just, guys, if you've been reading along, if you read Reign of the Superman, you owe it to yourself to read this issue. It was amazing. I think it was amazing. It just ties back. Old 52 Superman is wearing this black, open-necked costume just like he did when he was reborn from the reign of the Superman. Like I loved how it all tied back to the reign of the Superman. I loved it. He also like, he's waiting in the tomb of the new 52 Superman. And he's like, and he sees Lana Lang from the new 52. She's like, what are you doing here? And they have this back and forth where they're trying to figure out each other's story. And he's like, you know, I'm just waiting for new 52 Superman to come back to life. Because I've done it before. I know how this works. This is the hardest part. So he's like confident that this guy's going to come back. And he tells the story to Lana about the death of Superman and the regeneration matrix. And they what even like the, redraw. What about the page of the recreation of <laughs> yeah, that issue yeah. where Lois is holding him? Doug Mankey, I think, was the artist. He nailed it. Uh, so he, he flies to the Fortress of Solitude because Lana knows where it is. And he's like, okay, Fortress, whip up the your records on the reg- regeneration matrix. I got his ashes here. Let's do it. Let's bring him back. <laughs> and they don't have any record of it. And he's like, ah, crap. So I guess he's not coming back. 
And like that's kind of the set you off, which I thought that was really smart. I thought they're paying homage to old 52's history, mm-hmm. which is he talks about how he came back. And he's like, well, he can do it again. I did it. And then he's like, I'm nuts. So I guess that's not happening. <laughs> but I didn't, I'm like, now that you just said basically, like, I didn't think the the quest was over when they couldn't find the regeneration matrix. Maybe it is. And I just read, like I was too optimistic. I'm like, Oh, maybe he's got to come about it a different way. Because if you read in the back, was it the back of that issue where it lists like a new possible scenario with a new reign of the Superman? Yeah. There's a series called new Superman, which I think has an Asian Superman Mm -hmm. and Supergirl. I think, think has a, a cyborg superman in it yeah and action comics which i actually read already spoilers because it came out today it is allegedly to follow lex as a superman That's because terrible. the new 52 superman is dead so he like steps in he's like all right he i'm in charge now this is what he wanted would have wanted i'm your hero now and that's that's the real beginning as to how old 52 is like, uh-uh, puppy, mm-hmm. I got to come out and do something about this. I, yeah, but I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I think it was maybe just because of the nostalgia and we're so hot on the heels of our episodes, the reign of the Superman. It tied in so close with that. I, I love the issue. I thought it was great. So, Jonesy, you you had enough of the the death of Superman story. You didn't want any more junk. You kind of wanted the fresh start to be this issue. Well, no, I think there's one thing I I just I truly dislike, and that's like anytime a TV show has a clip show, and every time I get told something, it's an entire book about a flashback. I, that's my personal taste. And they, there was an opportunity here, I think, to do something big. And instead, we retold an old story. And I get why. Because we had to, you know, welcome the new and old readers and try to marry the storylines. And the best parts about the book happened in the last two pages. Him going to the fortress and being like, oh, I can't. I can't do this. And uh, that could, for me, all the whole story could have been told in four pages. And then we could have got 20 pages of something else. Whether that's, you know, even... I would have been giddy with him trying to figure out a new costume or trying to, you know, uh, or like something that feels truly Superman to me. Like there's a plane in trouble and people are commenting, you know, who's left is going to save these people. And then old Superman shows up with his big burly beard and his, you know, his new suit, like something that was smacked of Superman to me. But don't you need, like you've, we just got off of five years of, a super, of a new 52 Superman and all of a sudden not the same Superman is about to make his debut again like don't you felt don't you feel like you needed some sort of uh fibrous like I, I like it's weird right because not every series did that Green Arrow didn't worry about the new 52 continuity right they just went back to telling Green Arrow stories so I don't know who gets to pick and choose what and neither did Batman to be honest. Batman went right to it. Yeah, Alfred was growing avocado trees next to Martha's grave and whatever. But I mean, technically, Batman did get a rebirth. He had to finish that storyline from the uh, previous run. Spoilers. But Superman, I mean, it also says, I don't know. I mean, whatever. It's, it, 
I guess Superman, since it was already revealed that old continuity Superman was already in the New 52 realm, they had to explain something, I guess. But why Superman, the Superman title proper, chose to be featured still in the New 52 when every other story reread was not, other than DC Rebirth, that was in New 52 continuity, technically, until Wally and Barry meet. Yeah, who knows? I mean, Slim, do you think, like, do you have any opinion why Superman, Old 52 and New 52 were mingling in this issue where all the other issues we read were not? Uh, I, th- I think his story is just very different than all the other characters. He's the only one yeah. that is so far as existed in the same universe secretly. Yeah. And which I, I actually really enjoy. I like that they're bringing the old 52 into current universe as opposed to just wiping everything to go back to where they were. seems like they're trying to keep the good parts of 52 and the old ones as mm-hmm. much as possible. So I'm into it. I mean, it's just, it's, it was interesting because I think it's just basically we, I mean, they're all, it's all in a setup story to something. It's just the setup story was not liked by everybody and more liked by other people. I I like the concept that Superman has been secretly around for five years, not revealing himself and would have never revealed himself of not being drug into the conflict. That is a great jumping off point. My, my main issue was why did it take 24 issues of flashbacks for me to get there? I don't know. Maybe just put a bad taste in my mouth. And, And like I said, that's my personal taste, not liking clip shows, not liking flashbacks. It feels, like, cheap. You know what I mean? Like, this is easy. We can just retell the Ray and the Superman. Like, there could have been better ways, I feel, to tag in that homage or remind you of that while still telling, I think, a good issue one story. You know, guys, breaking news, fresh over the wire. We're running out of tape. <laughs> we got to get into the letters next week. week so two. choke on that hot potato, Peter Tomasi. <laughs> week two-ish of Rebirth Action Comics, Aquaman, Detective, Flash, and Wonder Woman mm. next week. Mm-hmm. Right here on Paper Keg. I can't believe action is not going to feature Superman. You're just you're going back to action comics. We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. Letters at paperkeg.com. I guess technically it's happened before because didn't he take over one of the stories as like president? He did that. What about Lex Luthor Jr. too? That big red mane of his, huh? Mm, yeah. Glorious. <laughs> Love that guy. Superman, in essence. He created that clone. Remember that? Oof. And then he karate karate kicked that lady to death because she cheap-shotted him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of letters this week, guys. This is, we're talking about half-hour letters. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Dale, why don't... I don't know. I'll, I guess I'll get started here. Jonesy, whatever you want. Uh, oh God, I'm still scrolling down. All right, all right. I'm gonna. I'll start. This Hold is on, I got this one. I got it. Okay, all Jonesy, right. if you insist to be first. Okay. All right, now go ahead. Bro. You're right. Please go ahead. 
This one comes from uh, from all the way back from May 19th. My God. Friend of the show at Top 5 Bananas with his listener lightning round of that day three weeks ago. Superman Red Sun. What if Kal-El's ship had landed in the Ukraine and instead of the Kents, Superman was raised by communists? Despite dragging on a bit through the second chapter, Miller's concept is brilliant and he finishes on a high with a powerful ending. Great story. Classic Great. Miller. Absolutely. Uh, Jonesy and I both bought uh, Superman Red Sun shirts from Baltimore Comic Con. Mm-hmm. You're GD right, we did. Still too tight. About to the only uh, only Superman we could agree on tonight is Red Sun Superman. Uh, next letter uh, entitled, Sup, babes? Uh, dudes, I'm about six months behind on the podcast as I've been on an audiobook era of my daily commute. I've started back in on the PKR feed and wanted to drop you a line and let you know that I'm still alive and you're still great. I just finished the Secret Wars episode. I really enjoyed the opposing takes on the book and especially Dale's enthusiasm for the book. It was enough to make me actually want to read the series that I had intended to skip entirely. It sounds like it was a continuation of Hickman's run on FF and Fantastic Four, which is extremely complicated but also satisfying. The concepts of how Doom is intimidated by the Fantastic Four and uses that fear to guide how he shapes Battleworld and deals with the team are intriguing. Also, hearing just the two of you together makes me pine for more book jug. Ooh. Congrats on your audio actually recording. Uh, I recently finished the Rain Man episode of Interview and realized that I haven't seen that movie since I was about 10, so it's time to revisit it. Thanks for all the great content. I'll be mainlining it, and that's uh, our friend uh, Tim Van Altriv. Van Altriv. Tim. Timmy. Timothy. One nice letter so, from Tim. I think he's like canoeing across the uh, Atlantic right now. Right? Yeah, just said Tim. Typical. Yeah, he's like, he had to portage his canoe down some like Devil's Falls. So he uh, has to avoid the uh, breakneck rapids. Yeah, I, I think I clicked through to one of his buddies posted a video of the canoe. I guess he's got like a GoPro tagged oh, onto the canoe. They're hitting some rough waters. Oh, boy. Tell you what. What's going to happen if we ever try that? Flip over? Oh, we got to like God. do one of those moves where we like swing our waist to flip the thing back over simultaneously mm-hmm. at the same time? Mm-hmm. Yep, but our training will kick in instinct style. <laughs> Never forget that. My heart will be tip-top shape to do that. Uh, next up, let's just mow through these. Um, this is from at Under an Anchor, of course, legacy super friend of the show who is uh, simultaneously camping with us on the uh, the western half of our United States this very moment. Hey guys, have you ever been? Uh, have you ever given much thought as to why you gravitate to one publisher over another? A lot of times people say they're either a Marvel guy or a DC guy, but it's kind of interesting to think how that brand loyalty got started in the first place. I'm a self-proclaimed DC guy, and the 90s eps, Death of Superman, Executioner Song, helped me realize why. When these comics were coming out, the only way I could get to the LCS was if my parents took me and all of my comics had to go through their parental filter before they deemed it okay for me to read. Looking back on it, I remember my mom cutting out a local newspaper article about the death of Superman and standing in line with me to get it, but also remember my dad throwing out my X-Men comics because they were too violent and sexy. In all fairness, my dad did have a point. 
that heiress Lois Lane was running around looking like a busted April O'Neil in mom jeans, <laughs> while the ex-ladies la- ex- were much more provocative. The X-Men cartoon wasn't allowed, but the Adam West Batman and Batman animated shows were. So I guess I'm just saying I had no choice but to be a DC guy. Just curious what shaped your brand loyalty. And a two-issue listener lightning round. Future Quest number one by Jeff Parker, Doc Shaner, and Stephen Root. The only way this comic could be more delicious is if it was deep fried and covered in ranch dressing. Five stars. And Silver Serper, Silver Serper, my God. Uh, issue four uh, by Dan Slot, Slan Dot, and the All Reds. Simply put, hashtag tipper, ticker tape. As always, thanks for the quality of the shows. I might be having a stroke, guys. There might be like something wrong with my brain at this moment, but I can't recognize it because like I feel fine, but I just can't speak tonight. Can you smell burnt toast? I think that's like one of the signs. I can smell burnt toast. Like over the cat you know, the, piss. What I've read, uh, page one of the handbook to get rid of a stroke, pee on your cats. <laughs> Excellent hey, callback. Fantastic callback. It's probably my dry mouth from this salty uh, Spanish food. My mother. My mother. All right. Next letter. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. He asked what shaped our, our love oh, sorry. for okay. our preferred publisher. Uh, I'm going to take these away. It was my dad buying me Spider-Man comics. That's how I got fell in love with Marvel. And then... Yeah, so I <clears throat> I had no parental filter. My mom knew, barely knew. But uh, the X-Men, or the Marvel comic cards, specifically the X-Men mm. 90s. Mm, oh, God cartoon comic cards and the cartoon to a slightly lesser extent and then probably you know go right into the uh, marvel swimsuit issues because i had no parental filter you know i was a marvel guy because of that the flea market always had ghost sets of ghost rider cards and wolverine cards of like the essiest quality but they got printed somehow by some company the ghost rider cards all glowed in the dark so I was a Marvel guy, definitely. Yeah, I think I don't know if Pathmark had DC Comics, but I feel like the X, if you got into the X Men, it branched out better for other books than just like reading Batman, which I did. Like if you read Batman, you don't really care about anyone else. Yeah, it's I, like a, I think that like was you read X Men. You can kind of get maybe get a Spider Man tie in, or that's or exactly my experience like, with DC. So let me hit it on the head: is I loved the animated series, Batman the animated series. I bought only the Batman Adventures comics, you know, no mainline DC at first. So, like, for me, like, Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Superman weren't even on my radar. I just bought Batman. But, you know, when you got Spider-Man, I think even, like, the issue I got, Spider-Man saves, like, a trolley car suspended air in New York, and, like, I think, uh, what's his name? Johnny Storm just happened to, like, show up and they chatted and you're like whoa who's this dude so like there's Marvel has a much better way of selling their entire catalog in individual issues I think hashtag Cheeto Haynes Slim is rocking some red hot fire Cheetos over there he is <laughs> yeah, just down in them they've been sitting he's on my been desk waiting all day f- He's been waiting for this letter segment for God knows how long. He's he just drank a 
two-quart mason jar of water <laughs> complete with these fire Cheetos. It's like you couldn't even well, wait the, to the fireside. The ba- you had to have them now. No, he, no, absolutely. <laughs> you eat the you eat the flaming hot Cheetos, and then you get a second helping because you know my fingers are covered in the cheese product. You know, right. so, like whatever you call it, dust. The gook. So you're like, dust. yes, round two. I get the dust fingers. Right. Uh, you know, I'll I'll just move to the next letter. Uh, our friend under an anchor, you know, sends us a stinger letter. It says that ticker tape Silver Surfer issue I mentioned was issue four. Failed to include that. Well, we got your back. Now everyone knows it was issue four. I would never just bypass this letter. Just to let you know. <laughs> Does that count as your letter read? Uh, no, I'll go into the next one. That okay. would be a cheap shot, wouldn't it? <laughs> our next letter. <clears throat> just uh, cut that out in post. Uh, comes to us from our friend. Cut out all fifty of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? When I feel I have to cough, I'm just going to beat my line from now on. Will that make your life better? That'd be amazing if you could do that. Yeah. Joel, uh, you know I feel bad. Joel had told us last time how to pronounce his last name, and I don't recall what it was. So Joel Nieto. You know, he uh, he writes, Hey, fellas, I had to skip the last episode because I've yet to catch up on my X-Force single issues. So in the meantime, here's my listener lightning round for DC Presents Injustice Gods Among Us Year 4 Volume 1 by Brian Bucciolato and Friends. And he writes, Some books weave narrative so well, entire dissertations are needed to delve into all their depth and subtle nuance, while Injustice Year Poop emoticon needs only a hashtag to summarize my opinions of it. And he writes, hashtag fodder for my bee cheeks. Oh my gosh. Honestly, you guys are doing the Lord's work and are the highlight of many people's work week. Never lose sight of the quiet majority out there who would love to voice their gratitude, but lack either the words or time to do so properly. Continue turning frowns upside down, boys, because it all matters to someone. It's really sweet. Uh, That's a great little, great little line. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Postscript. I know it sounds like I'm being needlessly negative towards injustice, but I was freaking hashtag Nutgate with volumes one to three, and to see what it's devolved into breaks my heart. Which got me wondering: Are there any comic series or runs that will forever live in infamy within the minds of the Paper Keg crew for their fall from grace? Forever yours, Paper Keg's first all new, all different legacy friend of the show at Joel Nieto at Nieto underscore NMS on the Twitter. So is there any despicable runs we can think of besides Stormwatch, was, all was of it? Meaning me, <laughs> meaning runs think, that we liked and then the yeah, second liked. time around we didn't like or just in general I think runs that started out fantastic and then declined. It's hmm. a tough one. That is a tough one. I can't think of any right now. I know there's probably some out there. Started out or boy, I don't know. Don't know. Any anytime these days, I think it's harder for us because we don't I think we used to seek out bad books, maybe. Mm-hmm. I know Jonesy did with uh Dakin. Yeah, back when we had the lightning oh, man, round, I tried round so table. hard to read that book. <laughs> so <laughs> did GD hard to like Dakin. I really wanted to like it. We might have to come back to that one. Maybe give us another yeah. week to to marinate on. Yeah, 
or forget about Nieto, but yeah, it's prob- not probably person. forget about it. Sorry, Joel. Um, next up, at very exciting on the Twitter listener lightning round. This is very uh, apropos to what we talked about tonight. DC Universe Rebirth number one. I have no idea why I read this book. I should have used that two ninety nine on Arby's. At <sighs> very exciting on the Twitter. I don't know what you can buy at Arby's for two ninety nine. I got news for you there. A half a sandwich. They have, you're gonna count that as your. I drive day? by. Yeah. I drive by Arby's and they advertise one of the grossest sounding sandwiches. It's like a Velveeta cheese plus ham. Something uh, like it's. It's just like the. It just sounds foul. Is if I can interject for one more time. We yeah, I got sure. tricked. A man and I got tricked into eating at a place we've never eaten before, mainly because of the name, because they have they've been rebranded on the sides of their buildings mm-hmm. gourmet burgers and brews and i thought that was the restaurant name i was like wow that's a great restaurant name yeah. let's go there for dinner sure. we get there it's red robin <laughs> you idiot you didn't see you did <laughs> no. where was this at was this the one in warrington on the turnpike oh when you're driving down route one uh, you know why you see because that place because was an asshole it i tell you what it's not anymore boyos red robin is on point now because we drove i mean you drive by that place on the turnpike there's only one sign on the side it says gourmet burgers and brews and i was like whoa wow. look at this hot new place redesigned <laughs> i think there's a red robin there before meanwhile so robert we, irvine is in there revamping uh red robins we got in there and i was like holy crap we just got swindled <laughs> and it was pretty good actually well we pulled off the turnpike i guess we better just eat yeah we're not getting back in that car we're not putting that kid back in that car so we're stuck here uh, now, wow look at that hot place Ooh. <laughs> what do they call it g-bag it worked G-bag? whatever that's, that's that wall sign worked for you so that's okay whoever came up with that I mean, redesign just made his money that guy he, he earned his three hundred thousand dollar salary yeah. with that with me i just proved getting that one meal off the turnpike uh, next letter, uh, written to us from our show sponsors, uh, at the comic book shop, uh, Wilmington, Delaware, uh, www.thecomicbookshop.com. Uh, their Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook all reflect that name. And, uh, the message is such, uh, I keep shortening rebirth to Reb makes me chuckle because Jonesy Beb. Jonesy loved that when he had to read it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't be afraid to pull me down a peg, Dale. I appreciate that. God, here we go. <laughs> take it. Take a you know a call hammer to my knee next the time. Both of, the could. both of you. You have the same reactions to getting trolled. It's just self deprecation. I'm worthless. It's a variation of I'm worthless. Is the I retort? Think... <laughs> All right. Next up is uh, <laughs> a beautiful letter here. By at Irrational Beers on the Twitter. Uh, State of the Syndicate. I'd like to start by saying that you supply a commercial-free, D-high-quality show for no cost. The money we pledged is completely voluntary. You don't make any money from it, with the only perk being maybe free access at Comic-Cons via a press pass. In my opinion, don't uh, you don't owe us anything. In the words of Bricktop via the great movie Snatch... Adult contact warning. Please edit. Listen, you effing fringe. If I throw a dog a bone, I don't want to know if it tastes good or not. You stop me again whilst I'm walking, and I'll cut your effing Jacobs off. 
That being said, if you do feel like reconciliation is in order, may I suggest some penance ideas. One, a no-holds-barred tag team ladder match between Dale and Jonesy as Los Mediocredad versus Slim and Amanda as La Monogamia. (laughs) (laughs) Two, I'm pretty good at uh, pronouncing Spanish words, I think. Two, you read into a show on the very thing you're trying to do the damage control to trade paperback that spans from 1988 to 1991. Three, you fast forward the chronological timeline of interview with a podcast van- vampire to feature some of his most killer works such as Collateral, Last Samurai, and Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, we'll get there at Irrational Bears. Don't you worry. Another 20 shows or so, which is what? Another five 20, years? 29, 20 years. I think we'll be done. Four, finally, an amalgamation podcast where you read, then watch Jack Reacher, thus colliding the interview with a podcast vampire and butchug worlds into one sultry, delectable, paper keg radio syndicate boner in sweatpants, bringing the internet to a grinding halt. Or you can just keep playing Rocket League. Anyway, take care and have a pleasant weekend. Love, Irrational Beers. That was in due uh, response to our final roundtable and the uh, changes we made to the Patreon. It was very sweet of you, Rational Beers. That was a very nice Spoilers. We haven't even played Rocket League in, I think, two or three weeks. I think we might have to rectify that tonight. Yeah. I mean, Slim missed his pay-per-view at this point anyway. I probably... I mean, I'm definitely going to go watch it right after this, (laughs) to be honest. After maybe an adventure to a Rocket League. (laughs) Uh, Let me get my... Clear my throat. And mute the line for a second. You know, slim parting the uh, editorial kimono. I mean, all I ask is maybe that you turn your head just a hair. Yeah. Maybe cover up that mic. That's at the, at the least. You know what? You're absolutely right. And I won't even respond with any kind of uh, sarcasm oh because you're doing the hard Jeez, work. Jersey. So. <laughs> is that better? Uh, sure. Ground control to major slim. Uh, Good morning, keggers. Please strap on. It's going to be a long one. Writing to you from the drizzly English countryside, enjoying a hot coffee in the latest roundtable episode, you three plus Jonesy decided to put out. (laughs) (laughs) Laughing out loud to Dale, touching up family members at Mission Impossible screenings, and Slim's humbly (laughs) apology reminds me of the Depp and Herd's recent apology about bringing unregistered animals into Oz, uh, Nominity being Australia. Uh, the Dale Troll at Touching the Brakes is just as terrifying for your listeners. Keep on flying. Uh, Joss, we're out here. We're, we're still flying, Joss. Uh, listener Lightning Round, The Autumn Lands, number one by Kurt Busick. Anthropomorphic wizardry, a class-based society, and a complex social structure with a compelling story to boot. Has all the makings of an excellent series supported by the Busick we all know and love. Well worth checking out. Uh, I recently picked up Library Editions 1 and 2 of Fear Agent, almost entirely down to the amazing episodes 160 and 161. It got me thinking about the number of books I've picked up due to Paper Keg. Rather shockingly, it sat at just over 70 books, around 1,000 English pounds, but probably more. That doesn't include single issues, e.g. a near-complete run of Baltimore. My favorites being Black Sad, Black River, Baltimore, Usagi Ojimbo, Swampy, uh, in parentheses, The Summer Of, 
uh, Wild Blue Yonder, I Kill Giants, Mouse Guard, Superior Foes of Spider-Man, Nanjing the Burning City, and Underwater Welder. Plus more, I'm sure, including junk like The Authority and Wildcats, which are hot garbage. Uh, I would mention Mouse, but that's the book that opened my eyes to what comics could be and why I should look for more than just the spandex. I first read that as a 12, 13-year-old, and I thought it was mind-blowing. Finally, a note of support in regards to your Patreon. I don't support you, so you have to produce more stuff. And I don't support you because of the tier system that rewards me. I support you guys because you provided me with something like 250-plus hours of content for free, for me, with no advertisements. I don't know many services that provide that level of content and not expect something back. The fact that you guys do is a testament to how awesome you all are and how great your show is. Thank you for helping me read and discover so much more, and thank you for giving me a window into a wonderful friendship and plus Jonesy. Uh, (laughs) Sorry for the essay. By the time you finish reading this, Dale will be reminiscing about how it's been 20 years since MI3 came out. Uh, P.S. My wife doesn't read comics, but after much cajoling, she finally gave BJing a chance. <laughs> God bless. God bless. And Inside joke, book jugging. We don't have to edit that because it means book jugging. <laughs> book right. jugging. And that seems to have stuck, so we thank you for all that too, although hopefully the wait won't be six months. Uh, all the best. And that was uh, Clark Sometimes longer. at Our Man 101 on the Twitter. Great letter. Fantastic, fantastic letter. Amazing. Amazing letter. Clark Hoy, if, uh, I mean, the, uh, might we add, I believe Clark Hoy and at Dirk Feelgood have met in person for the, the Paper Keg uh, England Yeah, the European meetup. Union Paper Keg meetup yeah, that the, we couldn't attend, unfortunately. The PKEU meetup. Uh, if we ever uh, cross paths, we owe you several pints. Uh, Slim, I'm sure you'll be overseas in the next couple months you'll be meeting them soon but jonesy and i will be left here and uh, we will see you sooner than later hopefully clark hoy thank you clark hoy isn't he uh, your unofficial nutritionist as well jonesy he is i you know i'll take a, a moment to thank clark hoy for recommending a, a low calorie whey powder that uh has not only helped me shred some inches off my waist uh I think I've gained a couple pounds of muscle. I started about five weeks ago, uh, and I've gained four pounds, but I've lost another two inches off my waist. Mm. So I think as a a, a supplement, it's uh, it's doing a, a great job. The first four days scared the the H out of me because I didn't eat for four days in a row and had no. Mm-hmm. Uh, like appetite whatsoever, but it finally, I think I finally maybe had been lacking a lot of dietary uh, good carbohydrates and a lot of dietary good proteins. And once my body kind of played catch up, it kind of balanced itself out. So, Clark Hoy might have inadvertently saved my life with a couple of direct tweets. So, I appreciate that, Clark. Just to uh, to that point that Jonesy just made, uh, we're not going to read it on the air, but also. Jonesy did was contacted by a legit nutritionist provided by at very exciting. Oh yeah, yeah, we like, forgot to mention. Crap. Yeah, and she uh she offered her services to contact her and and gave me some root causes of what could be my problems. So, 
That was actually very exciting. Very nice of you to weigh in on that. Oh, that was not intentional, but uh, mm-hmm. help me out with that. I appreciate that very much. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Shocking and amazing. <laughs> uh, next up is uh, from friend of the show and official show sponsor, Sarah Titus at the uh, the comic book shop, Wilmington, Delaware. First, at Naminity is correct. You should all be reading the all-new Wolverine. Your friendly condensed wiki knowledge drop. X-23 is the 23rd attempt to clone Wolverine. The Y chromosome was defective, so she's a female version. She's got two claws in her hands and a toe claw popping out of each foot. That's that's kind of lame, but... Uh, she was conditioned to go all berserker when exposed to specific trigger scents. In this way, she brutally murdered the woman who created her, but also nurtured and cared for her, Sarah Kinney. In her dying breaths, she named X-23 Lara. Logan mentored Lara, trying to save her from the same brutal existence he lives. He wanted to help her be more than a programmed machine. He found peace by helping his daughter clone not turn into him. After Logan's death, Lara shed the weapon name of X-23 and took the mantle of Wolverine so that she could continue his legacy. She honors him by not killing, by being a better better version of him. In an an all-new, all-different Wolverine, Lara discovers three clones of herself with the varying personalities and full of nanites programmed to make them not feel pain but which are also killing them from the inside. Only the youngest clone slash sister, Gabby, has survived. Gabby now provides an opportunity for Lara to mentor a young version of herself, continuing the Wolverine legacy in another way. Also, Squirrel Girl shows up in number seven, and it's freaking adorable. Uh, Big smile emoticon, the Sarah from the comic book shop Wilmington, Delaware. Thank you, Sarah, for that uh, beautiful letter in response to our roundtable episode where Naminity read All New Wolverine. Yeah, that remains on my to-do list is to read all that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not because Sarah said to, but first because my wife did. And love my wife. Love my life. Love my love my life. I love my wife. I love Sarah too. She's great. She's wonderful. Our next letter, our final letter for the evening, comes to us from dear friend of the show. Uh, You might know him as published writer Charles Forsman. Here I tell you, here's hoping this letter is coming in hot. I hope you three are doing well. I want to thank you for the recent run of the 90s book clubs right up my alley. I think maybe you guys need to read some old school Larry Hama Wolverine for the show sometime. I know Slim is down. I bid you adieu with a listener lightning round. Sludge, number one, 1993. Ultraverse slash Malibu Comics, written by Steve Gerber, drawn by Aaron Lepresti. Uh, former NYC cop turned sludge monster makes short bloody work of gang members in an alleyway. Makes me regret never dipping into the Ultraverse until very recently. Signed, Just See. And a great picture of Tom Cruise and some aviators. Let you know that he's alive and a happy human being. As only Charles Forsman knows how. 
Chucky Fours. How great was his cable sketch that oh, he put yeah. out the other day? Oh yeah, I thought for My a second, God. for a brief second, I thought it was supposed to be you with Cable's body until I realized Gosh. it was just Cable. And I don't, like I had the reply button red hot, ready to be like, you know, some woody rejoinder that would have fallen flat because it's coming from me about Slim and Cable. But I thought it was great. That was a great, great commission. It was fantastic. I hope he, uh, I don't know if he put that up on the site yet. Usually if you see him uh, tweet out a picture, he puts it on a site up uh, a few days later. He's got that, uh, he just did a Wolverine. That was fantastic. A Wolverine. Uh, you should hit that guy up. He's going to be at Heroes Con. Get a commission from that guy. And uh, I really loved our run in the 90s. I would go back there in a heartbeat. Mm. Larry Hammer Wolverine. Larry Hammer. Maybe Snake Eyes Wolverine meat in that comic. Who knows? Wolverine is the Wolverine that I fell in love with. Oh, God. We should read it next week. I mean, after Rebirth. Next week. What a sh- First of all, what a show. Win column. We're back. Oh, man. We're back. We're back. Back in it. Next week, Rebirth continues. Week two-ish. We'll see everybody next week. You know what I just realized? My wife won't be home tonight, and I don't have to break down my equipment before I go to bed. Mm. So it oh, might boy. be right to Rocket League for us. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Slim, don't, don't know, make that face. Don't, don't make that face like NXT is more important <laughs> than our friendship. What's happening tomorrow night? Do we, do we know what's happening <laughs> you know, tomorrow night? I might be around tomorrow night. I, I make no promises. around tomorrow night. So my my brother might be around tomorrow night as well. Oh. Yeah. Jonesy, I know he likes to call himself and my brother the real my last name brothers. Just oh, beep that okay. out. Sorry. It's fine. I didn't catch on to the fact <laughs> we weren't uh saying your name till the last minute, so just bleep it out, you know? <laughs> you know, I mean, I have a pay per view to to finish up, get the few last few matches in. You do. Yeah, you got it's to already eleven fifteen right now. Look, yeah, if you guys want to go late. to bed, you know, I, I I talk a tough game, but I could just as easily go lay on my couch and not wake up till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know? I uh, I didn't, full disclosure, did not elliptical this morning. It was up until 1 a.m. One late night at the Chinese Lantern Festival in Philadelphia. So if I went to bed now, I still could possibly, possibly make it tomorrow. Well, then you should go to bed and get up and hit that elliptical hard. Cue up another episode of Hell on Wheels in the morning. Yeah. You know, my family's not here. I, my... I should do the responsible thing and go lift before bed, right? I should probably just go to the gym for like half hour. Nobody's here. You know, I could do that. 
Mm-hmm. Come 5.15 in the morning, I could fish through my dark room for a, a pair of socks to put on. <laughs> grab, grab a, accidentally grab a pair of your, your son's socks and mm-hmm. you don't even notice yeah. because they, they're throw, the same size. Throw a little baggy on you. Hardwood. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> That was so quick. It's not. It should be illegal <laughs> to have that queued up like that. You did, it's like Slim texted you a couple minutes ago saying, "Wait for it. It's coming in." It's just we're gonna we're gonna get him. Ice man, get ready. Spike it in there. 